Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. is back together we are in the best cellar on Dublin Southside with the beautiful Noel McGrath how are you sir I am good I am busy busy weekends yes no, no drinking I haven't had a drink since Thursday night you look fresh as a daisy in fairness yeah my eyes are killing me just from, you know yourself the yeah. opportunity of screens Rexy, but no I'm in good form I'm in good form I'm delighted that we've had so much breaking news this week <laughs> yeah yeah big news as well isn't it it's brilliant it's great and I think you know we've talked about this for god knows how long about in terms of the lightweight division and we've had some really you know high quality fights and the division is sort of nice and sorting man. itself out so delighted I'm over the moon man yeah, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of news. Obviously, the big things is obviously Conor, the return of Conor McGregor has finally been confirmed. And just a day apart, I believe, the Habib and Tony fight being confirmed. This could be a huge year of business here for the UFC. This is the right way to get it started, isn't it? Massive, listen. And we often complain in the past uh, about potentially them overloading cards. And I think they've spread this out nicely. There's no sort of really massively bumped up card where you're going to wait another 12 months yeah. to see a really, really good card. We need cards like this. We need these bigger names to put light on the other guys the up and coming guys and I think it'd be a great idea if the UFC you know if they got Sean O'Malley or someone like that back in action on one of these cards in a, in a yeah, higher that'd be a great position. idea actually and, and guys along those moulds so yeah, listen man I'm, I, I can't stress how excited I am about Tony and Habib especially I think yeah. we knew about Ferguson and, and, and Connor and, and Cerrone that was always in the works after the UFC pulled the plug and Anthony Pettis Um so yeah, it, it is. It's it's good news, and it's uh, it's going to be an exciting 2019, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 2020, even 2020. <laughs> they happen so quickly. I don't we even know don't even what day of the week it is. Yeah, that's right. Mind the year. I better go through these uh, headlines very quickly now. This is number one bullshit. Conor McGregor v Cowboy Cerrone will be going down on January 18th, as announced by Conor McGregor at a Russian press conference last month. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson will get it on on April 18th in Brooklyn. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Tim Elliott v Askar Askarov also announced with that January 18th card. That's an unbelievable fight. Askar Askarov fought to a draw in his debut. Tim Elliott, of course, has fought Demetrius Johnson in the past. How about this one? Arnold Allen v. Josh Emmett. Going to fight at January 25th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Why would you do that so, so close to the London card? I mean, the London card is less than two months away from that. Arnold Allen should have been having a fight like this one against Josh Emmett there. Josh Emmett there. Seems like um, 
Seems like they, they've put that in the wrong location for me. Would you agree? Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they want to give an American platform because of his his, mm. his streak and he's fought a lot in the UK. So maybe it's a different strategy, but hopefully they play the strategy. I would have liked him to be on a McGregor, Cerrone S card if they weren't going to do him in London. Yeah. I'm not sure you know, what's going to headline or what is the headline of that fight card. It's got to be Carolina. Carolina. So, yeah, um, that would have been um, the plan for me. And I just think it's a bit silly. But yeah. um, they might have a plan. I hope they do. Luke Turner, uh, who won that Euro fight night, um, and Andrew Fisher have earned Bellator contracts. That's from Simon Head at MMA Junkie. Interesting news there because I just assumed Luke Turner got that contract the night he won that EFC. That was what that was meant to be about, no? That was meant to be the prize at stake. I presume so, yeah. Then why is it like, t- who knows? like two months later we're hearing about it? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the way those guys work. Bellator, Bellator announced a lot of new fights this morning. Aaron Chalmers v. Austin Clem. Haven't heard of him. Um, he is only a pro since October 2018. He's had four fights. He's 3-1. and one. Also announced Will Fleury v. Justin Moore. Danny Nealon v. Kira Penko. Oliver Encamp v. Lewis Long. Um, I believe Richie Smullen has also been announced for a fight, as has Blaine O'Driscoll. I just have not wrote down the names yeah, of their opponents, of unfortunately. Um, I'm telling you, one, one, one thing I will say is... Um, I think Encamp and Long is a great fight. Obviously, there's a lot of Irish interest in these fights. But, you know, Aaron Chalmers is an interesting person, of course, in himself. Uh, James Gallery, Carl Eleanor is going to command some attention. But they haven't set the world on fire with them announcements for me. Like, the, there's no way... Um, there's no uh, fire between these kind of opponents. We've never really heard them in the same conversation before or dialogue. Um, although there's still a lot of fights to put on this, I do hope that Bellator will start putting on the likes of Queely yeah. and Bungard. Fights that well, have a bit of fire to them. Yeah, it's what we've gone back to, you know. Dare um, I say, Miles Price v. Kiefer Crosby, well, dare I say. Go. Well, there you go. But it's it, it's what we, we're, we're going back to and what we're talking about. Um, you know, it, it seems as though there isn't a real, um, as you said, narrative or anything yeah. around these fights. And that's the disappointing thing for me that, you know, obviously James and Carl is going to sell, yeah. you know, the eyes are going to be on Aaron Charmers again. But like outside you, of that. Outside of that, yeah, you're going, like, what is really here for these guys to, to, I think you to, gotta, to form a plan? I think you've got to make the Queely Bungard fight. Queely's invested six months yeah. into that into yeah. that bill in that fight. I mean, it came out of nowhere, but now there's definitely an appetite for but it. Look at the social media stuff they had for I so know. long. And they missed the boat and Shipman and, and Edwards to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still, they pulled it off, but by the skin in their teeth, yes, you know? Yes, and that was probably the fighters. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Because they're... Angry bastards. Um, but Queely's, Queely's invested a lot in that. Bungard's had a few quotables there from it. Got to make the fight. You got to make. You got, like. I mean, I think if 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 um, Kiefer doesn't fight Moyles this time around, it's gone. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's going to be on fumes. Do it. I'm already not meant to be talking about that one, so we'll no. quickly move on Ooh, to. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I'm only messing because Kiefer gave out Ooh. to me the last time I asked him. But um, how about a big fight for Paul Redman as well? Reds are like. I mean, look. I mean. It, Last year we were talking about this guy is the best fighter in Ireland. Um, I think if anyone deserves a big fight, um, what did the press release red. say? Did the press release say Charmers was coming? No, it just said he was main card. Well, then that's a no-brainer that you put Paul Redman co-main and give yeah. him a good spot. He's a big, big draw. One of the um, most decorated Irish mixed martial artists. Bring over Roger Huerta and let's have a dance. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like why not? Why not give Paul his his, his dues? He, he put a good performance on as he always does. Brings a crowd in. Uh, puts eyes. Uh, you know, on, on the cage here in Ireland, and that's what they want. And listen, Paul's a guy who, who deserves that as well. So I'm, I'm 100% uh, down with that. Yeah, and um, yeah, just just to see this this one uh, jumped out at me as well. Alexander K. Lee, the great, the badass of MMA fighting, um, he has released an article with your good friend Duke Rufus. And um, I don't know if you saw this about 
Dan Hardy wanting to return against Hard Anthony off. Pettis. That is that's a big fight. It'd be a huge fight for London. Yeah, no, it would. Listen, how many times have we heard this from Dan though about him uh, returning and then you know something's you know happened where he yeah it, where it hasn't, hasn't come, together, come, yeah. come to fruition. So I don't know about that. I don't know if Pettis would have much interest in that. Pettis obviously he was supposed to fight Cowboy. The UFC pulled that yeah. because Cowboy's going to be fighting Connor. So what? <laughs> yeah, um, so that's, you know, I take that with a pinch of salt um, from, you know, I'm sure Hardy is interested, but I'm not sure Cam Rufus will be too down on that. Here, I just want to say fair play to Dan Hardy for going after a fight like that. Like, I mean, it wasn't so long ago that people were saying he should entertain the Mickey Gall fight. The going against yeah. Anthony Pettis is outrageous, man. Yeah, it is outrageous, but it would. Listen, we don't know where Dan's at in his career, how good he would really be if he made a comeback. Yeah. Uh, Interest levels for me. Ugh. Oh yeah, I think that would be a great fight for London. Honestly, I do. I think that'd be, that'd yeah, be yeah, a big be, fight. There'd be deadly eyes on it, but I just don't know. I, I, I don't Imagine know. he goes I, in and beats Pets. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I, do, I just he's I, right back in. But there. I feel uncomfortable watching Dan come back. Would you? Yeah, Why? just because he's been out for so long. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It, it turned a bit of a freak show, like some How of the Bellator fights. Got? Oh my God! How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? He's he got, it must be five years, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like he's always trained. It was, um, it was an issue. It wasn't, it wasn't to do with his taking damage from fighting. Essentially, is what he Two stopped. Peter Carroll and Hardy. You haven't been in there in a while. Ah, he's not ready for that, man. Nah, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> First final one here. Nordin Talib says his next fight will be his last. Um, you know, it kind of flew under the radar there. But how good would it be to see Nordin Talib, his last fight ever, being? The UFC's first fight card in France. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Against uh, Paul Pogba or someone like that. Is he, who's he minding these days? Neymar? Or like, <laughs> like, no, I, listen, yeah. We'll get him a Knicks there, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, no, listen. Um, yeah, why not? Why not? I'm sure France is in their you know, uh, quarterly EMEA program next year. So I'd imagine they'll be doing something there. And yeah, listen, why not? Go out with a bang and in his native uh, France. Yeah, I mean, he's he's put on some great fights over the years, you know. He really has. He's, he's got some uh, serious knockouts. Eric Silva, Danny mm. Roberts. Yeah. He folded up a few lads. But I think he's just uh, one, in four, one in his last four wins. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, maybe it's time. Um, just to have a little chat here about the whole notion of McGregor returning. I have a few talking points for you to, to help me get through here, Noel. I'm happy that it's Cerrone because I was worried that it would be Frankie Edgar. That's just, honestly, look, I know that yeah. Frankie's a legendary fighter, yeah, a brilliant a brilliant guy across many divisions, but for him, for Connor to match with uh, Edgar, after Edgar announced that he's going to Bantamweight, and now to see this fight being announced at Welterweight, that would have been a crazy fight to make. Well, Frankie was always, for me, and this is the greatest respect to Frankie, I'm one of his biggest fans and admirers ever. I've, I've loved watching the guy over the years. Frankie was being used... Uh, if Connor could have got that fight as a potential statement, mm. that's how I look at it, and that's you know, people might find that disrespect to Frankie, but Frankie isn't the same fighter he was a no. number of years ago, and I think Connor, in terms of size, would have gone through him. I think Cowboy is a much um, maybe um, not tougher matchup. I'm saying. It's where we want to see Connor, you know, at 155, at 170. I'm not, I'm not sure. He's more or less there, thereabouts, is. you know. It's probably just a weight issue between the two of them, and they've said, "Fuck it, let's throw down 170." But I do like the Cowboy fight. Um, I think it's a lot more open, maybe a lot more. Is it more competitive? How do you feel about? Yeah, it? I feel it. I feel like it's more competitive. Cerrone's uh, fought a couple of the best guys at lightweight in his last two fights, even though he's lost. Mm. I mean, he was in there with the best guys. Um, I think the 170 thing is more to go along with his route. 
back to that Habib fight. If you remember at that Russian press conference, he said he was going to fight one fight in January. That's obviously against Cerrone at 170 now. And then he was going to go and try and fight the winner of the BMF title, um, who is now Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. That's also a 170 fight. And then he'll go down to 155 to fight with Habib. So I just guess it it's kind of strategic it, plan. It makes more sense to, yeah. to rather than go from 155 up to 170 and then back to 155. He's going to go 170, 170, 155. Do, do we look at the outcome of the Cowboy fight, the way you know Cowboy fights, the way Connor fights? Do we look at this as like maybe Darren Till against Cowboy in terms of striking? Because the size difference won't be the same. But like I feel like it's it's the most like it's a winnable fight. But it still stays in the realm of being a competitive fight. Yeah, you know it, it's it's uh, yeah, the I most agree. competitive fight. Um, like no, it's not the most competitive fight, but it is still competitive. Um, it is still the, competitive. The, there's permutations on on the yeah. outcome of the results. Yeah, I do. I agree with that. And um, yeah, listen, I'm excited for it. Um, but if he doesn't beat Cerrone, it's very bad news. Oh yeah, it's it's. <laughs> It's, you know, where do you go from here? Like, let's be honest. Like, there goes the three-prong plan. Like, I mean, if you, you can't get boys Cerrone, you're done. You're but one window. thing I think that, that uh, Connor will will be thinking about in terms of his matchup is the fact that Cerrone didn't have the mental fiber for a long time. You know, for, for the very, very top, mm. for the very, very biggest fights, for the for the for the title for the fights just before the title, he always fell. Yeah, I was at um, the, I was at the half Al Desanya's fight yeah, before, I mean, and 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 even said it. You know, he, he McGregor, whether you like him or not, um, at the height of his power, was one of the most mentally resilient fighters. Yeah, I mean, I watched the man hobble around a, a mansion for a month before yeah. he uh, went and, and beat up Mendes that time. He's unbelievably mentally strong well, at his best. Well, I think that's the major issue going to be going into this. How is he going to bounce back from, mm. from being in the spotlight? And, and let's be honest, he's, he's not a very light no. human being at the moment. Or well, how many times have I said in the sport heals? Like, I mean, it does heal. From, all you got to do is win. Sports fans are fickle. Um, I'm not saying that everybody will do a 180 if he beats Cerrone, but... No, I don't think. I think here's the. I think the American audience are the ones that he'll probably gain more traction back, back with, yeah. Um, instead of being here in Ireland, but I think that's a massive, massive, interesting factor and uh, thing to watch out for heading up to this fight is how he responds to it um, and how he copes with that that pressure because it's going to be totally different. We've never seen this before. We've seen a Conor McGregor who's been mm. you know loved by his fans, and it's not going to be that way. Certainly yeah, not. I feel like this is more likely to see him looking good in this fight because it's going to be fight, fought in his wheelhouse to more of an extent than the Habib one. I mean, if you listen back to all the criticisms Conor made of his camp, it was all about the um, the fact that, you know, uh, he didn't spend enough time striking, doing what he was best at. Um, I think a fight with Cerrone, you've got to be prepared for a striking yeah. contest there. So I do feel as though this is a fight where he can look better yeah. than he did against Habib. I am worried from what he said in that, obviously, interview with Ariel Helwani, about, you know, there, was, there seemed to be a lot of resentment towards uh, John Kavanaugh and healing their relationship and some of the words that he said there. I'm, I'm quite worried about that for him in fight camp as well. You know, that's something that has to be cleared. I think it is. Like, I mean, I feel like every time John's been asked now, he said he would be back and there was a while there where he goes, well, I have, he'd say something like, well, I haven't heard anything different, you know, I haven't heard anything yeah. on the contrary. So I think him saying, yes, I'm going to be there is a lot more solid. Uh, from what I've heard, Owen Roddy will be in the camp. Um, I heard... I saw an interview that popped up with him just two weeks ago with Farah from MMA Junkie, where he, he said he'd be there. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there probably was a big kind of sit down and a chat about it, but I don't think we'll hear too much about that. Yeah, to be I'm sure we won't. Yeah. But they've got to learn lessons from that last camp. If that if it was that far away from what he wanted, they've got to learn lessons. Yeah, well, that's why you know, in terms of maybe going down that route again, I would have looked differently, and I've said it openly in the past. But listen, who am I to who am I to to, to question where he goes? I guess, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, 
I mean, it was obviously an option as well, but I just don't think he wants to leave Ireland. Yeah, um, I'd imagine so. The, this is one thing that I noticed since this uh, fight has been announced. Obviously, Leon had already said that he wanted to fight Tyron Woodley on the co-main event of that card. Darren Till has also come out and said he wants to fight the co-main event. We've already lost, potentially lost, Arnold Allen because of that Josh Emma fight. If either of those fights goes as the co-main of that, it's going to have serious ramifications on the UFC London. Yeah. Because, I mean, as soon as UFC London was announced, those are the two fights people were saying. Till v. Whittaker, Leon well, v. Woodley. Well, I think if they don't do one of them, they're going to get a big backlash from the oh, fans. Oh, yeah, they got to do one, backlash. at least. And especially after the I card. Think, I think it would be very wishful thinking to get two of them, you know? Yeah, but I think after the card last year as well, where people were quite excited about the matchups, um, you know, all the matchups on paper were real competitive fights, and the card wasn't as amazing as maybe it could have been yeah. uh, in terms of the matchups themselves. But they but have been getting expect- better. They have been getting better. But they're expecting that. Yeah. That's what they want. If they don't get that, there's going to be uproar. So expect a backlash UFC if you don't make those fights. And uh, I love Leon's tweet there yesterday. I will be world champion in 2020. Yeah, he's... Uh, Listen, man, how do you how do you say he, he won't be from what he's done? He, he looks great, man. He's just very... Great, great, great kind of mentality for this whole game yeah, as brilliant. well. He doesn't really seem to get too worked up about things. Sometimes I'm more worked up about a situation than he is, I think. But... Um, <laughs> Just, just finally, <laughs> just finally, I want to, uh, you know, dare we speak of it, Habib v. Tony. Oh, Is this what's bigger for us? I think Habib v. Tony. Right, the diehard fans are gonna, they want Habib v. Tony. But when you think about the sport, you think about the UFC. It's more important that McGregor's coming back for them. Is it for UFC? Is it anymore? Oh. Khabib is a big, big star, man. Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. But you I know. mean, the pay per view boys come from his last fight to, to his fight with Connor is. Yeah, significant. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm sure it is, and it's in terms of the matchup. But I think a lot of people even know who Tony Ferguson is now, um, yeah. just since the build up over the last couple of years. And I think, man, you know, I don't want to curse again. I'm probably not going to go this time because I found out when I was out in the piss the Saturday beforehand. I went over that uh, Tony was out. I was absolutely devastated. It's a fight for the ages. It's one of those ones, man. We've been looking forward to. For, I don't know. God knows how long. The four times it's fell out previous, but. In terms of numbers, man, you've, you've, you've got to look into what Connor's done in the last number of months as well. He's gone over to Russia. Why has he gone there? You know, there's a reason behind this because Khabib is the man at the moment. So it is going to be fascinating. And uh, Tony Ferguson's been thrown in the mix in the last year as well in terms of the, the social media traction and things like that. It's all fascinating, but I'm still going to, I'm going to have to go with Tony. Wow. Well, I was gonna—I was just gonna close this conversation. No, no, on that. Just, I'm right, let's, let's do let's do quick predictions now for both of those <laughs> fights, and then we'll do it the week okay. that they fight again. Um, right, so you're going Tony. I'm going Tony late sub fourth, fifth round, and someone actually agreed with me there. I put out a poll who who they reckon um, the early money's on, and actually, to be honest, with you mate, a lot of people are picking Ferguson. I think it was fifty. I'll tell you exactly now. It's right here. There are going to be a lot of unhappy people on April 18th because it's Habib for me. Oh. Habib's just going to decision him. Fifty-three percent. Of people. Uh, right, but more importantly, right, so I'm going to be, you're okay, going Tony. Yeah. Does it actually happen this time? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. And I'll tell you a fascinating, another really interesting build-up to this fight. That fight, man, t- we've had two and two. Two guys have pulled out about four times. Imagine what they're going to be thinking in the final week of that fight and how they're going to control those nerves, the anxiety. Is this going to happen? Because it's been put together five times now, and so 80% fail rate. It's mental. Keeping him as far away from tiramisu as he but, possibly can, and, and TV studios as well, and sunglasses. No, no way. But man, that is, I think, fascinating. How those lads are going to deal, and I think we're in for a sensational uh, fight week and, and build up to that card if it happens. Connor v Cerrone, who wins? Connor. 
Yeah, I'm going I'm to stalk him down. I think it's going to turn out a lot like Darren Till uh, fighting in terms of the, the stand up. I can see. Uh, and he's just got to. There's not, like, as I said when he was he fighting Habib, there's no shame in me yeah. fighting the, losing to the best yeah. guy in the world. And I, I don't think even a decision. I think he has to go out. Oh, he probably has to stop him, yeah. He has to stop him. I don't think this. I don't think he's going to look good if it goes five rounds, to be honest. No, he won't. He won't. Because, listen, Cowboys, you know, I've sort of questioned them as well over the last year, you know, really. Is he in there for the right we- reasons? Please, no more losses. bottles of proper 12 beside cans of Budweiser. Budweiser yeah, I don't want to do see that, that shite either. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested. I am going to go with Connor, though. I think, he, I, I think he'll have enough to, to finish Cowboy within two to three rounds. It wasn't a very action-packed week last week in MMA, apart from, like, really all those announcements were the main events of the shows, because there was no fucking main events and there was no shows. But it was nice to have a weekend off as well. Wouldn't you agree, Noel? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it later on. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was the only thing really worth talking about last weekend was Polaris and Wales. And quite an all-star cast they drew out. Um, I was watching the Raptors video coverage of uh, the Rock Hill boat there against Nick Rodriguez. Unfortunately, wasn't a good night for the MMA charges. Marcin Hell, Gilbert Burns and Luke Rockhall all leaving with losses. Uh, Michelle Nicolini from one championship got a win uh, one of the best in the world of course but um yeah we really we really don't have a lot to talk about um <laughs> so yeah there was, no, there was nothing on but we will <laughs> we'll get we'll get on to our second interview of the day it's with KSW middleweight champion Scott Askham and I felt this was a really really great interview from Scott because you can tell that there's a lot of um you know although he's extremely happy with KSW it feels as though there will be a lot of options opening up to him. Like, I mean, a four-fight win streak yeah. since since he left the UFC. Um, he's devastated all the Polish guys in, in the KSW ranks. He's fighting the king of all the middleweights in Europe, uh, Mr. Mamed Kaladov, this weekend. And, you know, after that, where, where do you go? With London coming up as well. Yeah, well, UFC London yeah. there, yeah. I mean, I did ask him about his contract. He didn't want to get into that, which is understandable. A lot of fighters don't like talking about that stuff. Uh, I doubt that it's going to be. Um, next fight situation where he can yeah. go anywhere. I doubt that it's like you know that he, he really even wants to go anywhere else at the moment. But um, we're gonna we're gonna chat to Scott here ahead of that big fight with Mamed Kaladov, which is one of the biggest fights of the weekend without a doubt. So uh, we'll be back in about fifteen minutes and then we'll break down the KSW card and of course the UFC Washington DC card. Um, so see you in about fifteen. As advertised, we are now joined by KSW middleweight champion. The resurgent Scott Askham, who has finally got the fight he has been waiting for under the KSW banner against the legendary Mamed Kaladov, who he takes on in the main event this weekend in Glewis, Poland. Uh, Scott, this is the one that that seems to have uh, gotten away from you at one stage, but now it's finally happening. How good does it feel? This is a huge, huge fight. Yeah, he said to sneak away from me. Um, I can't remember actually doing an interview when he when he lost to um, Narcoon the first time, and I said it looks like he's going to have two losses in a row. But um, he managed to get the rematch, so I, that fight never materialised, and then he retired. So I just I thought it was done with. But um, I kept it. I kept hearing people say that he's uh, he's still training and stuff. So I didn't totally believe that he'd retired. Do you know what I mean? So. That's why I gave him the call out after the last fight. I expected it to be for the belt. Obviously, I, I came and took, took the belt. He was the champion. But for whatever reason, they don't want to challenge for the belt. Um, I'm not focusing too much on that. I, I've i got my thoughts on that. I love his thoughts on that. But it's not for belt. Uh, 
that's not my decision. So here we are. It's a three round main event, and uh, excited to be a part of it. You, you mentioned there about the belt. Um, I know, I know. You, you said you have theories why he didn't want it. I mean, is it for you? Is it the five round thing that annoys you, or, or do you, like, I mean, would you have preferred five rounds? Or, I mean, or is it just the whole idea of defending the title that you've won that he he has formally held? What 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 is it for you that's kind of um, that that is is most disappointing about not fighting for the belt? Yeah, well, the 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 main reason I don't think he wanted it is because he he, he didn't want five rounds. He he said that um, he said in interviews that he, he, he didn't want to feel the pressure to defend the uh, title if he won, but he never defended the title anyway. He had <laughs> he had more catchweight fights than anybody I've ever known. I don't I don't think he ever defended it. Like I think it was like two thousand sixteen last time he defended it. So. It, it, it can come without excuses. Um, I think five rounds suits me. I think he knows that. Um, it definitely doesn't suit him. Um, but it, it is what it is. I've got, I've got, I've got the fight I wanted. It's over three rounds, and um, I don't know. It, it always, it always leaves the door open for the rematch for the title as well, doesn't it? So it, it, it don't put me in a bad position. Um, obviously, carried off the star. We all know that he's the. He's the the guy, let's say. I mean, in the in the division that everybody wants to fight. So I've got my opportunity, and I am. Yeah, like I mean, where do you rate Kalidov? Because I hear, like, I mean, he is a legend, um, a, a European fighting legend, a guy who many people feel is probably in that conversation to be one of the greatest fighters who never fought in the UFC. And um, I know, I know, a lot of European fighters had their eyes on this guy over the years. Um, may, maybe in the early, early dawn when when we didn't have that such an influx of European, UK, and Irish guys into the UFC. Um, but did did you were you aware of Kalidov's career for a long time, Scott? Like, I mean. How do you view him in terms of challenges you've taken? Like, is this one of the biggest fights of your life so far, would you say? Yeah, on paper, I definitely think it's the biggest fight of my career so far. But I say, I say that about all the fights. You know what I mean, like, uh, as, as each as each fight comes, I feel like it's the biggest fight of my career. Uh, they're, all, they're all big moments, you know what I mean? Um, you, you fight, you're fighting for your life in there every time you get in, you know what I mean? So they're all big fights. But, but yeah, Cali... Kalidov's got some big names on his resume. He's, um, he's definitely the biggest star in Europe that's never been signed to the UFC. Um, the only person I can think of who's bigger who never went to the UFC is... Um, Fedor. Fedor, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's, all, he's always in them conversations. Uh, I've looked at guys he's beat. Obviously, I've seen some of the guys he's beat. Um, is I, I can see why I can see why he's got that status. Do you know what I mean? But uh, make, make no mistake about it. It's, uh, yeah, I've said it's my time, and it, it really is. Um, I'm, I'm coming in here riding a four fight win streak. My last three fights, I've, I've, I've finished them all. So how can you not be confident? Do you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm not underestimating nobody. I've, I've just got total belief in myself. Uh, where I am mentally, the the gym I'm at, I'm at, and everything. It just I feel like it's time to make a statement uh, that I want. I want cut too early from the UFC. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. Ultimately, I know I've got to. I've got, I had to win. Do you know what I mean? I had to win them fights, and, and I didn't win in the UFC. And I'm not, I'm not bitter about getting caught. It's, it's my own fault for not winning. Um, but when I did get caught, I'd, I'd lost the split decision. Brad Scott, and it, I lost. I lost the split decision. 
yeah, to Bradley Scott when when I'd um, my first fight at ATT. Do you know what I mean? In that fight, it was the most the most significant strikes I'd landed in all the UFC fights. So the changes was starting to see be seen. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and they know that I want antibiotics because I thought I thought we staffed. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I that is the only fight I wore valid judo shorts. I, I wore valid judo shorts to to cover the staff. Like, but it is what it is. I I got cut. And I've had great opportunities since leaving the UFC. Do you know what I mean? And uh, the the ball, the momentum just kept go, going and getting bigger and big, bigger. And the ball's still rolling. And uh, make no doubt about it, Saturday night, I'll continue to roll as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I agree with absolutely everything you said. I remember a lot of people being up in arms when you were cut from the UFC. And, and really, to be honest, uh, Scott, um, your performances so far under the KSW banner have completely... Um, highlighted your claim and underlined it. Uh, you know, with three, three as you said, three stoppage wins in a row now. You had them two beautiful kicks to the body, the flying knee against Matera the last time out. Um, that that just has me thinking, right? When I'm looking at all the 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 bodies you're stacking up here, and if if Mamed Kaladov joins that list of bodies that you've you've stacked up, where does that leave you in this division? Because you you've essentially cleared it out, right? Like, I mean, that is the only. Like as you say, it does leave the possibility of the of the title fight open again because the title fight isn't on this time. But if you beat Halidoff, you you've effectively effectively beaten every every wordy middleweight they have to offer there, right? Yeah, I was I was saying now a big a big smile on my face, think, just just thinking about it. Do you know what I mean, like um, <laughs> like 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 you say, if I take Kalidoff out, do you know what I mean, like TKO, I've looked I've looked at this guy's record. He's not been TKO since like two thousand four. Do you know what I mean, Jesus. Like, I was I, I was still watching MMA on Bravo back then. I, I, I wasn't even, even training MMA. Do you know what I mean, this guy's been around a long time, um, but honestly, my style now. If you watch my style now compared to the UFC, it's just a totally different style Absolutely. of fighting. Like Steve Bruno's just just he's made me a volume striker. He's made me believe in myself. He's made, he's made me a killer. And uh, I'm I'm also happy about uh, my last fight when I won the title. How that actually went, you know what I mean? Because people got to see a bit more of my old game. You know what I mean? Like. Um, well, putting strikes together and everything, even my ground games. You know what I mean, I, I feel I feel I'm a complete fighter now, and uh, fight, fighting me over three rounds or five rounds is going to be dangerous. You know what I mean, I, I feel like uh, I've got a, a style that that does win rounds. I've also got a style that does take people out as well, and I feel like I'm getting that I'm getting them TKOs more because I'm not, I'm not actually looking for them. Uh, I'm not looking to to land with mass power in each shot. Do you know what I mean? But uh, when when the key padding up, it it, it takes away that gas and it, and it, it also wears and tears on you. And uh, I feel like it, in that last fight, it showed that. And uh, ultimately, I got the finish. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy impressive to see what you're doing, man. I mean, um, it, it's amazing to watch you these days. You look fantastic. I I I feel like a lot of people will favor you going into this fight, despite the fact that Mamed is the legend that he is. But um, I mean, what we talked about there, like I mean, if you do stop him, as you as you plan to, I'm sure. I mean, the fact that he's just been up there fighting Narcoon, like you're not a small person by any means. You're not a, a small middleweight. You're a very big dude. Would that ever appeal to you to to move up and maybe fight Narcoon or someone like that? I know your good friend Phil DeFreeze had great success against him, but again, Phil is uh, again a, a few echelons up on the size scale again. You know, so uh, where where would you uh, where would you kind of see that fight? 
Yeah, like, and Naku moved up to heavyweight for that fight, and I'm sure he weighed in at, like, 240. I mean, Na- Naku's <laughs> a big guy. He's a big fucking dude. I mean, I've, I've stood aside of him. Uh, he's a big dude. Uh, ultimately, I'll, I'll sit down with my management, and, uh, and, and I'm sure we'll make the right decisions. Uh, yeah. But for, for now, I'm a middleweight. I, when, when I fought Luke Barnett, um, he was trying to get me to fight at light heavyweight. Uh, but I just told, I told him I'm a middleweight. I'll fight all my career at middleweight. But money talks ultimately, do you know what I mean? So uh, let, let's just uh, let's get this win, let's say, and then then um, we'll take it from there. But I, mean, I, I would I would never rule it out. I, I think uh, being a two weight champion would be a massive achievement, especially against a champion like Narko. He's is has uh, been unstoppable at that lightweight division, and it, it it brings a different um, some different problems to solve as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And um, I'm just wondering, I mean, is, I don't know if there's something that you can disclose, Scott, but I mean, do you have uh, many fights left on, on your current deal with KSW? I mean, does it automatically go up if you become a champion and you hold the belt? Does that add fights to your contract or what's the situation there? Uh, I don't, like, like you say, I don't really know myself what I can and can't say. Do you know what I mean? uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say anything I shouldn't, but... I, Ultimately, I'm happy at KSW, do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm happy here. I, I'd, I'd like to think, I'd like, I would like to think that I'll end my career here. I, I, I'll say that openly, but I'm a, I, I wouldn't ever close any doors either, do you know what I mean? I, I, this is price fighting. I want to make as much money as I can before I retire. So I'm always open to offers, do you know what I mean? I've said this to KSW, and, and I'm sure they're aware, but. I am more than happy to end my career, and I would imagine that's what I'll do. Amazing, yeah. And look, they've they've been fantastic, and I feel like um, they've built you into this into this situation you're in fantastically well. You look amazing there. But but I mean, just just because you said it earlier, and because so many people say it, they say this is not the Scott Askham that was in the UFC. He is a completely different animal now. He's a completely different fighter, and and. and Every time you put on one of these performances, you can see people fantasy matchmaking in their head. Like, what, what if, what if he went in there against this guy from the UFC? Is, is there still a part of you because it maybe didn't go the way you wanted it to go the first time? And as you say, you've changed so much as a fighter from then. Is there any part of you that would would love the opportunity to go back there, or, or is that something you've you've just closed the book on that chapter? No, like. I haven't closed no book, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd happily end my career at KSW, but that that is pretty much like what you've just said, correct? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, there's, there's a part of my mind that I'll always want to prove to myself, do you know what I mean? But I don't know. It, it'd have to be the right time for me. And But I just, I, like I say, for, for now, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on KSW and, and, what, and what they're doing. But, who no who knows in the future, do you know what I mean? That is I don't <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I know I'm not trying to put you in a hard a, a tough position, but I know what you mean. You don't want to no, I, understand, I understand what you're trying to say, do you know what I mean? Like, like but like I don't know, it's like the UFC didn't go my way. That I've got a lot of opportunities because of being a UFC fighter, do you know what I mean? So uh, I've got no regrets towards the UFC and, and and what what happened there, and then cutting me and stuff. I I understand myself that, that I was supposed to win, but I feel like because I was UFC C fighter, that's led me down a good path. Mm. And uh, I'm I'm just I'm just rolling with an enjoying journey. Basically, I'm uh, I'm happy where I'm at, and uh, I I gladly like I said I'd gladly end my career here. 
It, it's an amazing. Not to remember now. I'm getting it. I'm getting a bit long in tooth as well. Do you know what I mean like I'm 31 years old? Like, <laughs> You're not that old, like, Scott. <laughs> that, but I, well, I know, I know when you compare it to people like married. Do you know what I mean it's not old, but look at people. Look at people who, who are fighting now. Loads of people are younger than me, and uh, mm. like I'm not saying I'm, I'm ancient or anything, but fucking you, you've got to start thinking towards end of your career, haven't you? Do you know what I mean like yes. it, it does? Go, it does be, become a point where you think, right? How many more fights have I got left? Do you know what I mean I'm already thinking that. Like, like I when I first started fighting, I thought 38 were a good age. Do you know what I mean I still think that's a good age. To, to, to end my career that's only seven years away do you know what I mean like I'm over halfway through my career my, my professional career now let's say do you know what I mean so um, fuck knows I don't even know where I'm going right now I don't even know where I'm going with this conversation <laughs> no no I understand what you mean I, I do and, and, and it's it, it's probably a good thing that you are thinking like that already um, but but it's been an amazing story, right? That's just finally, just final question. You know, you fill the freeze. You also have Norman Park winning the interim title there the last time around. This this kind of um, a few UK guys going in there and absolutely taking these Polish stars to task. It's been amazing to watch. Is, is it a good to be part of that? I mean, I feel like the UK numbers are bigging up every time uh, when guys like you or Phil compete. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 amazing. I see I see some comments on Instagram, and I don't I don't I don't get into it too much when I see them. Like like I see some people uh, the fans saying, uh, uh, "All these guys are coming from the UFC and 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 uh, and taking these Polish guys out," but they're forgetting that the UFC fighters that the some of their Polish stars have beat. I mean, yes. like like look at Matilda for example. He beat Usman Pavarares, Paulo Tiago, uh, Kendall Grove. Like it beat some massive stars who came from UFC. Do you know what I mean? Like like we we're, we're just having big success over there. And uh, Norman, to be fair, had success in the UFC. He, he, he had an amazing record in UFC. Me and Phil, not not so much, but. Uh, Phil battling his own demons and uh, he's got that under control and obviously my move to ATT's made that made that story for me do you know what I mean but yeah I'm, I'm just happy to be involved in these conversations and uh, enjoying the ride let's say yeah, it's amazing, Scott, and um, it's been amazing to watch you, of course, and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show again, um, I really can't wait for this fight, it's it's a huge, huge fight for European MMA, and um, I hope you can put on another stellar showcase, as you have been ever since uh, you first walked into that KSW cage, Scott, thank you so much again. Thank you very much, thanks for having me. All the best, man, talk to you after the fight. Yeah, we'll speak after the fight, nice one, thanks bye a lot, man. Bye bye. See you, see you, bye. And it was great to speak to Scott Askham, and we'll be looking at that KSW 52 card in just a few minutes. But first, we have to have a look at this Overeem v. Rosenstruck card. Uh, what do you think, Noel? First, first kind of look at the card here. What, what, what do you reckon? I think it's not bad. It's, it's one of their better sort of fight night cards. There's, I think it's more name heavy than actually matchup heavy. There's a lot of um, people there. You can obviously look out for Aspen Ladd coming off that Holly Holm debacle. Uh, you've Cody Stam, and then you've, you've Ricky Simone. Isn't that the Jermaine Durandamy fight that Aspen Lads coming off the knockout? Oh, sorry, that one. The dodgy decision. Um, Not a dodgy decision. You got knocked out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a bit. I don't no? think so. No? But um, all right, fair enough. But still, I get yeah. It's a big fight for Aspen. Um, I, I can only imagine that you're going to be delighted to see Stefan Struve stepping out of retirement oh, to face uh, Ben Rothwell. Stop. 
I don't know. Was he previously retired also, Ben Rockwell? No. No, Ben was sort of just... Uh, Sidelined by yeah, Usada. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Ben's back up. Uh, actually, he's training in Rufus Sport a fair bit as well. So that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, listen, Stefan, I, I'm not mad on that. Um, Ricky Simone, it's going to be interesting to see him bounce back um, as well, if he can. Um, yeah, there's some good fights. Thiago Alves, Tim Means. That's a bit of a barn burner. Um, yeah, it is actually. But let's most importantly, yeah. from a European point of view, the main event here, Alistair Overeem. And Jairzinho Rosenstruck, obviously it was supposed to be Walt Harrison who tragically has lost his daughter. Um, yeah, condolences as well. Oh, absolutely. A horrific story. Absolutely awful. Um, one of the big tragedies in the sport this year. Um, horrible, horrible situation there altogether. Um, lucky that Jairzinho could step in and take this um, opportunity. But, you know, this should be a, a, a pretty spectacular main event based on what Jairzinho has been doing in the UFC and of course Alistair Overeem's unbelievable striking uh, accolades over the years yeah definitely 100% and I think it is it's going to be the first real test for him obviously he's 3-0 and in the UFC I think what 9-0 in his, his career but it is let's be honest man it, it, you know he fought Andre Arlovsky and I don't want to keep harping on about Andre Arlovsky but like you love him man this is a proper test and what you, you know, mean like come on <laughs> Stop it. Just what are you stop trying it. to say? Just now? stop it. Um, Arlovsky should have possibly called it a day. Um, but listen, when you're facing a guy like Alistair Overeem and you really haven't faced that level of opposition in your mixed martial arts career, I think it's going to be tough. He's a very, very tough guy. Ah, Sergei Pavlovich, right? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he, he came in on. He's great. Looks like a great fighter. Looks like, like a great <laughs> fighter. But listen, I think Overeem's going to have the tools there. He's, he's impressed me in his last two outings as well. Obviously, against Olenek as well. Um, that win. Alistair's a beast, man, and, and he's a very, very tough guy to read. And I think this is going to be a major, major problem for um, the Aruban here coming in uh, and trying to work out over him. I think Overeem's just going to be able to pick him off, and I think he's, he's done that. And he's underestimated on the ground team. as well. Like Sometimes you can just take lads down and say, yeah, good luck. He topped out Steve Emiocic. Absolutely. <laughs> SteveAtop.com. <laughs> uh, look at him in the replay. Yeah, <laughs> Rogan's got, oh, that's, that's one of the greatest moments ever. That, it's, it, it's underappreciated as a mixed martial arts moment. Calvillo v. Uh, Marina Rodriguez there in the, in the comment event. But Struve v. Rockwell, I mean, <laughs> what, what if Struve does win here from a European perspective? I mean, he's right back up in the... His arse is right back in the butcher's block, really, if you're a heavyweight, right? And you just bet Ben Rotwell, you're probably going to get a, a very stringent test after that. Yeah, yeah, but, but butcher's block, quite literally, because he's not winning a title or coming anywhere near winning a title anytime soon or ever, uh, in fact. We don't know how much he's evolved since the last time we saw him. Listen, Peter, <laughs> um, just, just shut up. Um, yeah, I, 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 listen, I think it'll be a good fight. I do fancy Ben Rotwell. I think Ben's boxing um, a lot, lot uh, crisper than Stefan Struves and... Um, yeah, listen, I'm not really excited about it, I'm not going to lie, uh, as you probably heard in my voice, but there is some good fights on the card, but I'm obviously most notably looking forward to Alistair Overeem. And just seeing, I'm seeing as well what, what Rosenstruck really is, if this test, if he can live up to it, but I am going to pick Overeem. I, I don't oh, see how pick you, over him. you can't pick against him. Just uh, on, on Kunitskoya versus Ladd. Uh, good fight. Kunitskoya is a, on a two-fight win streak. I don't expect her to cause Lad much problems, but I believe that she's probably facing Lad in the best time she could have asked for coming off that loss to Durandamy, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think if I if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen now. Yeah, and I think <laughs> Aspen has said she's 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 conquered these weight issue it, problems as well. That's going to be really interesting to see this week, um, because you know we've had some hairy moments with Aspen getting on the scales and. Yeah, it probably is a good good time. See where she is at mentally. If she's that bounce back ability, I think she does. I think she's a strong young. Female fighter and someone we could 
potentially be a world champion in, in the coming years. She's that good. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I'm just going to uh, mention one fight outside the European spectrum. Yadong Song v. Cody Stamen. Oh, yes. Yadong Song. We thought he was a teenager. He isn't actually a teenager. He's about 21. <laughs> All Twitter was going fucking mad about that, you legends. Um, here's your, here's Yadong. Yadong, <laughs> Yadong is fighting Cody Stamen. That is a that is a tough, tough fight. That's the hardest fight he's he's had since he came in here. Stamen, of course, the man who beat Tom Dukenwa. Yeah, it's probably... You will remember. It's probably fight of the night honors there. Yeah, it's it could be brilliant. Ones. Well, the one you mentioned as well, Ricky Simone and Rob Font, that's, a, that's yeah, an incredible a fight as well. Yeah, and Tim Means and uh, Alves. I think Alves at the height of his career could have given Tim Means a great fight. I just feel like Tim Means is too rough. Too. So I thought Tim Means retired. Maybe he did, man. Yeah. They all, they've they all, all retired. They've all retired, haven't they? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I don't know anymore. But listen, it's actually not a bad fight, I heard. I think it's, um, as we said there, um, very sort of name-heavy. And uh, Matt Wyman's uh, going to be in there as well. Is he? Yeah. Um, on the card, so that mm. seems to be a good note to move on to KSW fifty two yeah, on Saturday so. night. I'm really excited about this. Scott Askham and Mamed Kaladov. Would this be actually the last fight we see Mamed Kaladov fight in? He likes to announce retirements and then not actually follow through with them. So that's a big, big fight. Also, you have um, Olympian Damian Yanakowski there against uh, Kalecki, two Olympians in the co-main event. Um, but man, I'm not going to lie. Um, one of my favorite prospects on planet Earth, Saladin Panas, is fighting Ivan Butchinger for the 145 title Butchie. on this. And I cannot wait for that fight. That is absolutely incredible. If Saladin Panas beats Ivan Butchinger, as he has with everyone else that has been put in front of him, I don't know what else to say. I've been screaming it from the rooftops for two years now. This man is incredible. If he does this, I mean, I don't know if there is a better guy to sign. If you were the UFC, if you're going to go to France next year, you've that just, is the dude. You've just cursed him. He's not getting signed. <laughs> He's not a hope now listen, after you saying that. You know, I'm the agenda years. setter here. When yeah, I say listen. things, it happens. That's the way it, it goes. It is going to be interesting. Um, I think you know Butchinger, man. We know we know what that guy can do as He's well. A it, yeah, He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's so a huge test. It is a huge test. And listen, KSW delivering the goods again should be a should be a solid ale contest on uh, on Saturday night. And Callum, I can't wait for this card. And ask him is uh, another cracker. Yeah, Scott, ask him um, if he does this, the biggest win of his career without a doubt, right? Yeah, I mean easily. And as we said earlier on, you know, we don't know the situation with his contract, but if UFC have any brains and they're looking at him, people are going to be uh, very, very interested to see if Scott asks him um, in London if he can overcome the legend that is Kaladov. He's a different guy now. Like, he's so different. Looking. Way like, better. I mean, it's just, it's a it's an onslaught. Like, as soon as he's in there, it looks like the other person's immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? And why does he keep elbowing me in the face? I, I think Gaskin is one of those guys. And, like, I think people... Ask prob- him and he'll tell you. People are probably... Oh, very good. I think people can... Um, <laughs> you just see uh, how disinterested... No, it wasn't. That, that was just dreadful. <laughs> uh, I'm, they're my kind of jokes. You're not allowed to use them. Um, <laughs> disgusted with that. I am disgusted. I, it's actually set me off my behind there. I was just saying, Askham's only, what, 32 years of age. He actually looks... 31. Like, 31. And he, he starts looks, going to me like, oh, I'm looks, getting old. I'm like, you're... You're no, younger than me, he's man. A fucking whipper snapper. Like <laughs> yeah. I hate these dude, twats that say that, right? But oh, Scott, yeah, I call abuse. you a twat. You do nothing, um, right? Oh my um, God, but <laughs> I'm terrified for you. I think people think he's older than he is. That's what I'm about to say to you there. And um, I think he's one of these guys to come back to the UFC and make a real statement because you know he has. He's, he's short up many areas in his game. Um, Scott, ask him to be Darren Till. Do it, fuck it. I'd watch it. I'd <laughs> I'll watch take it. it. I'd, I'll take it. But listen, yeah, I think I think the the sky's the limit here for him if he beats Kaladov on Saturday in terms of going back towards the UFC and getting that second uh, shot at it. 
Absolutely. Um, two great to. cards. Two great cards with, with European interest this weekend. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, Bellator are back till December twentieth or something. Yeah, there's a bit of a break. Uh, Cage Warriors obviously done for the year. Um, so yeah, we have a, just a few things to get through before we uh, say goodbye to 2019. Um, this weekend, Niall, um, I watched the Irishman, and I went out for a few drinks with my friends. There was a man called Dave Marr playing. He was jumping all over the tables and stuff. It was very strange, but very enjoyable. Uh, but I just, just thought it weighing in the Irishman. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Nah. Listen, I'm going to try and watch it again, but it just felt like I've seen this whole thing before. It just felt very too familiar. It actually, when I was watching it, I was like going like, do you know what? Noel had a very similar life to Robert De Niro and the Irishman. That's what I was thinking. Growing yes. up in Georgetown. Oh, yeah. You know, private schools. B- I mean, <laughs> playing playing on the S. B- 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 <laughs> Such a dick. Back, captain, by the way. Um, <laughs> just get that one in there. But, um, just like Robert De Niro was the captain of industry for the mob, you were the captain of industry for privileged yeah, Southside children. Get all, the, get all the chicks back in the day. And not anymore. Um, but <laughs> he hit a sexual peak <laughs> when he was 14. <laughs> Ah, I wouldn't go that far now, but yeah, all right. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It, listen, I'll watch, I will watch it again. I fell asleep watching it, but I was that bored. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so. It's just it's just, just you you people, you millennials. You're so used to, like, you know, uh, quick com- information. Take, quick I'll, information. I'll take that as a compliment. You can't develop. Calling me a millennial. You know, you, you have short attention spans. You can't, you don't, you, the art of storytelling is lost yeah. on you people. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. not You'd rather see Logan Paul getting smashed up in a boxing ring. Oh or yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? I, t- I tuned into that. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here and watch that garbage. But um, yeah, listen, uh, I'll give it another go. I will definitely. I um, I was in the centre the other day and I got chatted up by a girl who worked in a, a shop, a shoe shop, and I rang a line straight after. I was so happy with myself. Told all my friends. I believe I am reaching the pinnacle of my attractiveness right now. You sure this isn't for another podcast that you do? No, 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 this happened. No? Uh, I went in and I bought a pair of shoes and then she was like chatting away to me and I was kind of just talking shit. Then she started asking me what I was doing tonight, blah, blah, blah. I was always going to knock a few more euros off this for you, blah, blah, blah. And I was Our like, listeners are going to be very ill after this. I was like, oh, yeah, that's uh, then it. Then, um, then I only realized at the very end what was happening and then I got really awkward. I'm not very good at this uh, chatting up business. Yeah, I, I think you probably missed. She's a, she's a whippersnapper as well. Like That's why I didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, she's... I find it funny when my mates are. Sorry, she's one of my homies. She's you see her confusing me now here. Uh, I'm, I find it confusing. Sorry, when my mates get chats up, maybe they find it confusing. Oh, I was very confused because they can't read the situation. Yeah. No, she's just being friendly, lads. There's a difference. You didn't get chatted up. But then I realised. I realised. I rang Elaine after, and she was like, "I told her because I was so happy with myself." Um, Fucking idiot. You know, rang all my mates, told them, told me ma. Tell I get chatted up on a daily basis, Pete. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> this I do. No, you don't. I have people all around watching me no, now. you don't. <laughs> oh. um, you had a particularly uh, busy weekend, right? You were yeah. you were in the newsroom by yourself, and then next of all, the Dublin manager decides to uh, call it a day. I'd yeah, say you were fun. in a great humour that day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then Sunday as well. Oh, oh, geez, like, it Jim, just kept coming. Like people, you know, our American listeners, Gaelic football here is obviously huge, and Jim Gavin has won five in a row for the Dublin team and six All Ireland titles in his uh, tenure. It's big. Poggers could only dream about that. Like, like never going to happen. Like yeah. So everyone else outside of Dublin was delighted. Yeah. And it just yeah, you know the proverbial shit hit the fan. It was just a crazy day. And then Sunday as well, fucking another managerial sacking in the Premier League. Just a busy weekend of sport, man. Uh, Carl Frampton won as well. 
I actually interviewed Jim Gavin the day after he was assigned manager of Dublin for the Gazette. I'll never forget that. And um, a very regimented man. As soon as uh, he did that interview after speaking to me, people were like, "Oh, he's a chance." That Peter Carroll interview feels like he's the one. Feels oh. like this guy could go on, go on and win five in a row. That's what people were saying. <laughs> and there it is. There so you um, go, that's why you should always come and talk to us on the Eurobash. No, nah, it was good. It was uh, yeah, busy weekend. But listen, you're better off being busy than fucking. You know, scratching your arse, doing nothing today goes quicker, and sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's not. It's <laughs> absolutely, but um, yeah. So this is us clocking off. It's we very Christmassy around, isn't it? It it's is. This is a very Christmassy place. This bestseller. It does, but it feels more with I think with the choirs down in Grafton Street. There, we're right in the yeah in the heart of Dublin. Yeah, I mean, it's starting to feel Christmassy. All right, I watched. Did you watch the Late Late Toy Show? No, I don't watch that garbage. It's an emotional mess, man. I was crying. Why do people? Crying for why, why are we so? Mad about that shit. I know. Lion wants to watch it. I have to watch it. Like that's that's it's the way it goes. Absolute. Brain. It's beautiful. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, he hit me with like five sob stories in a row, and I just I was in bits. Can't handle. It. Can't watch it. Can't. I was it. in blubbering mess. I was watching the Irishman when that was on. The witch. Trying to watch the Irishman when that was on. The Irish Irishman. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, you need to schedule your weekend viewing better than that. You know. I don't get. Must see TV is the toy show, my friend. Nah. But um, yeah, also I was in Manute there yesterday in my old college campus. They have all these signs up like oh, yeah, "I am Manute" and different uh, people who've gone to the, the university. And I'm looking at them all going, "These aren't as impressive as me." Where was the call there, Manute? Oh, you can Shocking. do one of your signs. Shocking. Shocking. Disgrace. I mean, what, was it like what do you mean you don't want to honour someone who who covers a sport where people bludgeon each other for a living? Like, I mean, what's what's wrong? Yeah, with that? well, that's probably this country. <laughs> I mean, it's me- I don't know. This country has I've just given up with it in, yeah. in many aspects and respects and whatever. Look, Manute, you don't even know. You don't even know. All right, it's that's just, all I'm going to say. I'm offended. It's weird. Like we don't tend to cover things that are popular and just like. Are you not supposed to meet the public demand? I don't know. Well, listen, I've, I'm sick of it. So look, when they when they're knocking on my door, my man of my mansion in 20 years' yeah. time to fund what's going on. On this campus, it's already forgotten one of its golden sons. Yeah, see, once that's you, what I'm going to say. Go once, fuck once yourself, you've had to do mixed martial arts in Ireland, you're, you know, oh, you're not good enough, you're not experienced enough. That seems to be the general twist of things. But, uh, listen, fuck the regime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no better way to leave this episode. Uh, thank you very much to our guests. Thank you very much to Noel McGrath. And thank you very much to all you beautiful people for lending us your ears for an hour to an hour and a half on this beautiful day of the week whatever day of the week you're listening to it on Tuesday. thank you so much well some people don't listen to it on Tuesday you know what I mean I know people are like well I listen to it at 12 o'clock on Thursdays I'm like why it's out on Tuesday listen to it on Tuesday but um, yeah big that's kiss. all we got for you the big kiss we'll see you next week Look.